All right, and welcome back to Rock Video Rental. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And here it is, the end of January. Already a month has gone by in 2021, and we are wrapping up Karate Kid Month. Uh, We've reviewed the four original movies. Uh, This is going to be kind of the movie series review where we discuss all of them together a little bit. But we're also going to include... um, a short discussion, uh, somewhat of the Cobra Kai uh, show that is currently on Netflix, and we're going to discuss that too before the end of the episode. So, uh, Brandon, it uh, it's been a long span since we watched the first movie, <laughs> but it's a good thing that the first movie is the one that we probably watched the most, so we're the most familiar with it. But uh, four movies in. Uh, First kind of takeaways, I think there's not going to be a lot of um, shocking revelations (laughs) as we've both been in pretty fair agreement. And also, I kind of think anybody that I've ever talked to kind of feels the same that this series started off so strong and then, you know, steadily... Ended like a fart in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Faded away. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I'm kind of sitting here and looking at, um, looking at the posters for each movie. And it's just kind of interesting to take in the whole thing. And uh, I do have to say, you know, Mr. Miyagi, you know, when you think of Karate Kid, do you think of Mr. Miyagi or do you think of, uh, you know, Daniel? I think I think of Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, so and do I. I. No, I don't know, like, you know, Daniel's the main character, at least in like in the original trilogy. But uh, I don't know. I think it's just because Pat Morita had such a unique look. Mm-hmm. Like no one else looked like him and. I don't know. I feel like he's just the heart and soul of the the series, you know, and that's probably why they decided to make a four, fourth one without Daniel. Yeah, you know, without without Ralph Macchio. I I think that that's definitely fair to say, and yeah, I mean, even though it's called the Karate Kid, I mean, you can't have the Karate Kid without the instructor, and he is definitely the cornerstone or the foundation of this whole thing so yeah i would lean to thinking of mr miyagi more as well i mean not only is he in all four movies but also i mean he is just super consistent and i know that was part of the uh growth process with how daniel uh he i feel like he changed eh, a little drastically from the first movie to the third movie, but each one a little bit of a change and you could see some growth and everything, but Mr. Miyagi was always the constant factor. So, yeah, he was always the kind of the steady figure. Mm -hmm. So what's, um, I guess let's talk about highlights. What's, what are some of the things that are your favorite from these movies that you're always going to, remember or always going to enjoy the most uh i think some of my favorite things even just throughout the whole series is uh the relationship between daniel and mr miyagi mm-hmm. 
And just the chemistry that Pat Morita and uh, Ralph Macchio had. And, you know, it was obvious that they had great respect for each other. And, you know, it was in real life, they even had kind of that, you know, mentor apprentice relationship where, you know, Ralph Macchio like, greatly respected Pat Morita for everything like he did with his career and, you know, everything he was as a person. And, um, you know, just everything that goes on in the movie between those two, or all the movies, actually, uh, just like the life lessons, uh, the growth and the change in character with Daniel and, you know, the steadiness of Mr. Miyagi to kind of you know, bring him back down to earth when he has more hectic moments. Rock. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's probably the, I mean, outside of the characters, that is probably the biggest thing in common between all these movies is that mentorship quality. And I mean, you know, even through all, all four movies, I mean, Mr. Miyagi is the teacher uh, in the fourth one as well, even though Daniel's not there. And so, yeah, that is right. one thing that they carry through the whole thing. Um, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the life lessons. One of my favorite things, um, I don't know if you were kind of pairing this or um, combining this with those other lessons, but, you know, I always enjoyed the karate lessons, which combined with the other lessons, like he turns into a life lesson, but specifically kind of like the karate technique, uh, training methods, you know, that's something that nobody's going to forget from the first one, uh, because of how big of a factor it was. And so I mentioned it in one of the reviews, but that was kind of the disappointing thing that, uh, you saw fade away after the first movie, because I thought it was such a big, um, part of it like uh it was an 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 anchor for the movie you know it it gave more content to the movie and it was interesting and entertaining and it was a steep drop off from part one to part two part three picked up the training a little bit again but then the next karate kid it was almost non-existent which is kind of crazy but um you know, one thing that I've come to have more, uh, not to say I didn't appreciate it originally, but I kind of feel like stands out more to me and I wish was maybe more of an element in the other um, other three movies was the karate tournament. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll talk about more later, but because with watching Cobra Kai, it really got me back into you know, seeing the correlation between it and enjoying, you know, more of the actual fighting. Um, and just kind of realizing that it was such a big part in the first one. And even though it came back in part three, it was like brushed to the side. Oh, Daniel only has to have one fight. So they did next to nothing with it. So I'm, <laughs> I was really glad to see that they did stuff with that in the show, which obviously makes sense. So, but yeah. And with the third one, I wish they would have showed more of Mike's fights, you know, kind of just like plowing through all the guys and just, I think that would have added more to like his character too, just 
to show how dominant he really was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then make him seem like a bigger threat to, to Daniel at the end as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that would have been worked out well. Cause yeah. And the last three movies, as I was kind of saying, there was a lot of downtime and they needed some, and it seemed like they were stretching it to add some filler stuff. And it's just like, focus more on the training and like some of the actual fighting, you know, the stuff that you think of when you think of karate kid. So it was interesting. It was odd and unfortunate to see them go that route, but, um, any, any other highlights right off the top of your head or did you want to, uh, keep moving along? Um, I don't know, just like even the interactions between, you know, the characters, you know, aside from Mr. Miyagi, um, like, you know, especially in the first one, the interactions with, with Daniel and Johnny, just, they feel, uh, genuine. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't, I think that was missed, you know, in the second one, maybe just a little bit in the third one. I'd say definitely I've man, especially in the next karate kid, you know, like I said, when we watched that, that I feel like, uh, Hillary Swank is a better actor than Ralph Macchio and Ralph Macchio would say that. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not at the time when they made that movie, but she showed promise of her acting ability in that. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that was greatly kind of lost in that movie because the dialogue was so bad and the interactions with her. And I, I can't even remember the the guy's name who was supposed to be like the bad guy. Was it like Steve or something or was Stu? It or, Ned? Ned, yeah. Short okay. Ned, Kip, Ned, something. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that was really lacking in the, the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, Martin Cove another part of the series that I just enjoy because he just hands it up as John Kreese. Oh yeah. Yeah. And him being a reoccurring and everything was pretty interesting. And, uh, I know it wasn't immediately, you know, one movie picked up right where the other one left off. They kind of would do recaps and everything. But I mean, the first three were like back to back to back to back. Um, maybe not when they came out, but as far as the story goes and yeah, to have the reoccurring characters, uh, was nice. And I, I, one thing that stood out to me and I think it actually, uh, was on purpose and it helped to emphasize the relationship between, uh, Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. But, you know, I mean, Daniel finds, um, always finds a girl to have as a friend or have as a love interest, but then he never has a friend. That's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Like no, no attempt at that whatsoever. And I thought it was weird. And I was like, man, maybe they should have done with the, uh, some with that. But I mean, again, I think just that uh, strength and the bond of him and Mr. Miyagi, but that was kind of a, <laughs> thing that stood out to me yeah that's something i've heard mentioned before like daniel's only friend is like an elderly japanese man yeah <laughs> um well, i guess he you know he had freddie fernandez wasn't that his name 
or Freddy Rodriguez or something like that. The kid he meets at the at the beginning of the first movie who quickly bails on him after he gets beat up by Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they like they tried hanging out as friends and then they were just like, ah, oh, screw this guy. He, he is like, this guy's a punk. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, interesting side note there. But uh, I think something that uh, we've already alluded to a little bit is the uh, the disappointing parts. Yeah. So, um obviously plenty that could be mentioned about the next karate kid mm. um i don't even really want to begin there just because there's like it's so much <laughs> yes <laughs> that's like the easy way out yeah um but I, I already talked about it probably my first thing that i would say is disappointing is how they got away from the training Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to talk about that again, but is there something for you that was kind of like the thing of this movie series that bummed you out the most? Um, I guess. Oh, man. I don't... Maybe not bummed you out the most. That's kind of like a big question. So just like something that stood out to you that what the thing that comes to mind that sticks out to you, like that was a disappointment. So not to put that big thing of being, this is the thing, but I guess something that was disappointing to you. Um, I, you know, I guess we talked about it with the third one, how the tournament, you know, Daniel only has to fight one fight. Well, that's, that's fair enough. But like I said, I really wish they would have shown more of Mike. And mm-hmm. like his fights, and I think that would have added more depth to his character, and you know he would have been more of a threat, even. Yeah. Where, you know, and we talked about when we talked about the third one that the actor Sean Canaan or Canaan or whatever the heck you say his name, um, he actually had like a green belt in karate, so like he was a little more believable than some of the other characters. Uh, so I wish it would have shown some of that mm-hmm. other than just, you know, the times where he beat up Daniel and try to fight with Mr. Miyagi. I wish they would have shown him just like dominant in a tournament. Yeah. And outside of the little training that they had in there, really the only karate was at that tournament. Yeah. For the like, most part. I mean, like in a little bit of training that, Daniel did with uh, Terry Silver. <laughs> yeah. Much but, I'm, but if you go back to the original Karate Kid, you had the fighting where Johnny would fight. Daniel did some stuff. There was some back and forth a little bit. And then there was like the truce or whatnot until the end. So th- you saw Karate, you know, throughout the whole thing in little spurts. Um, but yeah, Karate Kid 3, there was definitely... Um, the intimidation factor of where uh, Mike Barnes was going around and, you know, trying to pick a fight, but there was no actual fighting. There was no karate. There was no, you know, being the crap out of somebody. So I feel like that just kind of takes even more karate feel out of, (laughs) the karate kid movie so there's just as much rock climbing in the third one as there is karate (laughs) yes multiple scenes of rock climbing that is very true so if you're really into rock climbing 
Man, Karate Kid 3 is the movie for you. Karate Kid 3 considered Cliffhanger 2.0. Not quite. (laughs) That Um, might be a stretch. Oh, man. So I guess another thing I can mention is how easily they kind of brushed off some characters like from the previous movies. Uh, and the second one where we get that like exposition from Daniel saying Allie left him for some quarterback from UCLA. <laughs> and it was like, okay, let's just get rid of that character. Cause she was a really likable character. And, you know, I'll talk about her later too. And we talk about other things. Um, and I don't know, just none of them seem to, like, live up to that character of Allie. Like, none of the other girls. I like Jessica in Part 3 a lot, because I thought her character had a lot of depth, and it was a nice change that she was just Daniel's friend and not, like, a girlfriend or a love interest. Yeah. Or, like, nothing against Kumiko in the second one, but like I said when we reviewed that, it's just kind of dumb that... They're like all lovey-dovey with each other and talking about their future, but she lives in Okinawa and he lives in California. <laughs> and he's just there visiting for like a week. Yeah. And then we talked too in that movie review where it was really funny where she left before the tournament and then that was it. Like, Yeah. She's, she's gone. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not even sick around to be able to see you in your fight. <laughs> So, yeah, that that was always funny. Yeah, they just said that um, Allie left. Kumiko decided to go to the dance school. And then... In Japan. Yeah. And then it was Robin? Was that her? Okay. Is that the character's name or is that the actress's name? That's the actress. Jessica? Oh, Jessica. Yeah, Robin Lively. Yeah. Um, Jessica then just disappears before yeah. even the end of I can't remember. Did. Oh, yeah, she was there. I was going to ask you if Daniel's mom showed up in part three, but she was there on a phone call because she asked if Kumiko was, was coming, too. Yeah, she wasn't in part two, was she? I don't think so. Yeah, they just mentioned her was all. Yeah. So, and then part three, or the next Karate Kid, of course, takes on a different uh, turn with Hillary Swank. And so her love interest, uh, I don't have it pulled up, but he he stuck around, but then he was, uh, got beat up all the time. Yeah, what the heck was his name? I want to say Chad, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Yeah, he just looked like a Chad. But not like a douchey Chad, just like some dude named Chad. <laughs> um, Eric. Eric, yeah. And he was another short name. His actual name is Chris, so maybe that's why I was thinking. Uh, okay. Chris Chad. So, yeah, good good stuff, man. So, so yeah, the series, series overall. I mean, like, oh, man, I... It, if somebody came to me and was like, do had no interaction with the karate kid series and everything, I would just tell them, watch the first one. Don't bother watching the other ones. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like I would watch, you know, if somebody was interested in it, I'd say, yeah, watch the first one. 
if you liked that and you want to see more, watch the second one. Um, I enjoy the second one for what it is. I would just, you know, say there's not as much like karate training, but like the acting is still pretty decent in it, and it's just kind of a decent continuation of the series. And then it's like the third one. I mean, if you want to watch it, go for it, but it's not great. No. <laughs> and then the no. next Karate Kid, I would just say steer clear of it. <sighs> no, not not getting my recommendations. Uh, but not but not that bad. But I mean, like for so if somebody was just talking about, I, I mean, that's really honestly what I would be like. I would just be like, yeah, watch the first one, and then, I mean, if they go past that, that's on them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if they wanted to if they were talking about the Cobra Kai series, which we'll probably transition to here uh, in just a little bit, um, I would say you definitely would need to see uh, the first three. I think it'd be important to watch the first three. Yeah, because there's little things from each of them that kind of come yeah. back in the, in the Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, and I think part two would be the most... Like, they would at least need to see the first one and the second one. Part three... Hasn't had so many references, but you know. Yeah, and I think maybe they're getting to that. Mm-hmm. But you want you want to talk about Cobra Kai? Um. Yeah. Do we? Uh, well, do we want to do kind of our um, awards ranking. and things like that before we talk about Cobra Kai, or do we want to do that then in the episode? Yeah, let's just do our rankings and our, our awards, and then we'll talk about Cobra Kai. Okay. Because so, those aren't Cobra Kai is not involved in these, so Yeah. Let's do it. Sounds good. I will let you take the lead on that then. All right. Um so I, I guess we'll just start with rankings. Um <laughs> this one was really easy, you know, compared to when we did Friday the thirteenth, because you know, I told you when we got into that that it, it's kinda up and down in that series mm-hmm. where Karate Kid starts up super high and then like just goes down from there yeah uh you know obviously for me i'll give my rankings here uh karate kid the first one is the best one yeah i'll give that five rocks uh karate kid two i i'm always kind of in between like a 3.5 and a four because i don't know what it is about that movie but i enjoy it and it's one of those that anytime it's on tv I, i have to watch it yeah you gave it a four originally yeah, I, I think I'll stick with the four. Uh, it's not a great movie, but, you know, and especially compared to, like, the first one, it's not amazing by any means, and it's definitely not nearly as good. But as, like, an 80s teen movie, I'd, I'd say it's above average. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Karate Kid 3 is my next one. I, I give that a 2.5. Uh, I It's... One of those movies that is so like ridiculous and over the top with the acting and the story and you know all that goes into it that it's entertaining. You know, I definitely know that it's not a good movie, even. Uh, <laughs> actually, the guys that do Mystery Science Theater did a Riff Tracks live on it. Okay. So, where they like make fun of the movie. So, it's definitely like one of those. Uh, it's it kind of falls in that weird area of this isn't good and I don't want to watch it, and this is so bad that it's good. 
you know, it doesn't reach the levels of like something like Miami Connection. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the acting from Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita kind of push it up higher than where it really should be at. Yeah. Um, and obviously the last one is the next Karate Kid. I give that a one, and I'm sticking with the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've watched it twice, and unfortunately I own it because when I bought it, I think it was like that was like in the infancy of Netflix. Ah, uh, and you know back when Netflix was mostly just DVDs that you could order in the mail, and they had like a few movies streaming. Uh, it seems like they always you could always find the other Karate Kid movies like streaming somewhere, or you could easily find them in a store. And like the next Karate Kid, I can never find anywhere. And I'm like, okay, I've watched the other three, and I probably should just watch this fourth one just to complete the the series. So I think I ordered it off Amazon for it was under ten bucks, so I didn't like spend too much. I watched <laughs> like that DVD once, and then when we watched it for uh, the review, I watched it on Netflix. So, <laughs> so you got a ten dollar coaster? Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> not a movie that I'm gonna return to. Yeah. Well, I um, we were pretty close in the rankings because uh, I the original Karate Kid. Five out of five rock, easy. Um, I took a steeper plunge after the first one, and I went down to 3.5 for part two, and then um, a one and a half point drop for part three, dropping it to uh, two out of five. And we were both the same with one out of five for the next Karate Kid. So the steady, the steady decline. Yeah. And man, I guess that's kind of the way a lot of series go, you know, outside of like the horror genre, I guess, because I mean, I'm trying to think of other series. That are... uh, well, the original trilogy, Star Wars trilogy. Empire yeah, Strikes I Back guess is those are all kind of great, though. Yeah, true. But I mean, a lot of people say the Empire is the best one. Yeah. I was always a big Jedi fan. A lot of people think that out of the original three, that that's the worst. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. They're all great, so it's kind of hard to like differentiate. Then you got your outliers like um, Terminator, where like a lot of people think the second one's better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess another series that we talked about doing in another time is the Ninja Turtles series. That's a kind of a, a steady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so much after part two, but we'll get at that when we eventually cover those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I guess we can get on into our awards. We have five categories this time. Uh, we did this with the Friday 13th series, too, and it's kind of just something fun that we do. Uh, after covering the whole series. So the first one is favorite villain. So who's your favorite villain out of the whole series? I don't know if I would label it necessarily as favorite, but I feel like the most iconic villain, the one that I've kind of stuck with me the most from watching these as a kid was chosen. Okay. 
Um, yeah, like I, I mean, you know, I, you, you remember Johnny, obviously, and then you remember John Kreese. I mean, that's uh, that's easy. I mean, th- they'll always be there, and I, th- I think John Kreese would be right behind Chosen. But I went with Chosen just because, like, I don't know, like it kind of stuck with me when I was a kid. I was just like, man, he was he went insane. Like he was going to kill him. What, yeah. Like, that's what he's world the, easily, easily the most evil yeah. villain of the series, I would say. So just to the extent that he took it, I was, uh, it just stuck with me. So uh, not, not saying necessarily that he had the greatest performance or anything, but the, the villain that stuck with me from this series, um, from when I originally watched it when I was a kid, uh, even to now, uh, was chosen, so that's that's the one I chose uh, chose uh, for <laughs> that's the, the one uh, you have chosen <laughs> <laughs> for the villain. So, uh, what's yours? Uh, mine is pretty easy. I I picked Johnny. I oh, just okay. I don't know that the character is William Zabka in the eighties was just like that pompous like jerk in almost every movie he was in uh he had just the super punchable face <laughs> and he was just one of those guys that's just like he know he's better than you and he knows it but he's uh, the hero yeah i was going to say in a in a crime kid <laughs> series he can it's kind of a gray area if he's like really a villain or not uh, and you know we have to see more of that in cobra kai too and then you know cobra kai only like makes me like the Johnny character more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say probably the the best villain of the whole series is probably John Kreese. Mm-hmm. He's the most consistent, but I think the most memorable and like my favorite would probably have to be Johnny. Okay, I, a little bit surprised. I totally get that because I kind of feel like that's the way I went with Chosen. Um, but I thought you were going to go John Kreese, but it sounds like you're just like me where he's like right there second so yeah rock uh and our next one is favorite female character um this you know could cover really any female character of merit in the entire series you know it's one through four so uh who's yours it's gotta be daniel's mom no (laughs) (laughs) just kidding um no i so <laughs> oh man um which i was a little surprised well i guess i wouldn't be too shocked but i was a little surprised this year in the cobra kai series but um yeah so definitely for me it was between two but i think the one that just kind of stood out to me the most was uh jessica from part three okay so it was, it was, and so I guess doing kind of honorable mention or the close second was definitely Allie. Cause I mean, you know, that's the karate kid, you know, iconic. Yeah. You remember everybody from that one. Yeah. So, uh, who was yours? Oh, uh, that's a good call on Jessica. I, she's my honorable mention because I don't know what it is. Just Robin Lively is just a really like likable person. <laughs> I feel like, you know, cause I've watched, teen witch before too and she's you know the main character in that and she's really similar as she is in karate kid 3 and it's just 
one of those movies you're watching, you're like, you know, I like this person. She just seems kind of cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of like laid back and chill and, and dorky. Yeah. But not like annoying. But um, I would say that my favorite female character is Allie. Okay. Um, just, I feel like she has the most, most depth of any of the characters. And I feel like she's the best actress of like all the female characters in the movies. You know, maybe, well, I mean, if we're counting now, then obviously Hillary Swank is like the best actress, like in this entire series, (laughs) like actor, actress. Yeah. Of anybody. Uh, but I mean, for like the time, like when they were in these movies, I, I mm-hmm. think she's probably the best. Yeah, that's fi- that's why I figured you were saying. Yeah, and I mean, she, even though she leaves him for a UCLA quarterback, <sighs> I was trying to think of who was like a UCL UCLA quarterback around that time, and the only one that kept coming to mind is Troy Aikman. <laughs> 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 well, at least she didn't leave him for an Ohio State time. quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Unless it was uh, Shane Falco or Johnny Utah. <laughs> <laughs> the only good Ohio State quarterbacks. <laughs> then that would have been okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if it would have been Troy Aikman, because I think he went to Oklahoma and then transferred to UCLA for a senior yeah. year, something like that. But yeah, we're not talking about football. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Allie's is my favorite female character. And you know, you joked about Daniel's mom, but she was a likable character too, and I thought she did a good job. Oh yeah, and yeah, I was being a, a little bit serious about that. She did well, and she was—I mean—a memorable character. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, a memorable enough that they brought her back in Cobra Kai. So. Yeah. Okay, and then the next one we have, we're sticking with characters, and who is your favorite overall character for the entire series? Like, any character you can choose. Man, I think so many people are going to land on this, and you know how I feel about some of the other characters. Um, So it really was easy for me to land on Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. I mean... If Mr. Miyagi was, I cannot imagine, of course, I was not well-versed in the actors during this time, but I cannot possibly imagine anyone else performing that role and this movie coming across as well as it did. So, uh, I mean, he just did a fantastic job. And uh, as you mentioned, the mentor-mentee relationship and life lessons, uh, just Mr. Miyagi easily for me on this one. So I, I'm not sure where you're deciding to go or. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Miyagi for sure. Um, the, you know, just the wise old man giving advice to like the young punk kid and, you know, keeping him centered with everything, you know, not even just his karate, but like his whole personal life. And getting him through tough situations in life and in his karate. And I, just like the subtle, the subtleness that Pat Morita used while playing Mr. Miyagi. 
like I don't know if you ever really heard him speak outside of these movies. You know, if you watched Happy Days and saw him on there, or just like saw him in interviews. Ah, uh, uh, no, not really. Like he spoke like perfect English. Like he he did not have like that thick Japanese accent, and like his way of speaking wasn't anywhere near what Mister Miyagi Mister Miyagi's was. And you know his. He was a comedian, and it's obvious because, you know, although he plays the Mr. Miyagi role very seriously, and, you know, he was nominated for an Oscar in the first movie, mm-hmm. but, you know, he gets some of those lines in there, and they're delivered just perfectly. And the one I always come back to is when he saves Daniel from the Cobra Kai guys, and Daniel's like, wow, you like, I didn't know you know karate, and he, he's like, well, you never asked, and he's like, what... It's like, what belt do you have? And he um, looks down. He's like, J.C. Penny, three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes me laugh almost every time I hear it. It's just the way he delivers it, and just I don't know his his comedic chops were so great. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a perfect thing to move into uh, one of the next. Yeah. Awards. Um. Yeah, I mentioned a quote, so we're gonna go with favorite quote from the series. So, what do you got? Um. Well, I think I'm gonna have to go with just a a classic, maybe the classic. What I feel like has to be in the top two for everybody at least the top five, um, but one of the most recognizable ones, and that is Wax On, Wax Off. Yeah. Like, I just, I mean, I know there's not a lot of weight to it, but it's just that iconic. Like, you could have Wax On, Wax Off, just those words, black type, white piece of paper, or anywhere, everybody, <laughs> everybody knows what that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just how impactful that was from the movie. So it's one of those. It's like you've never, even if you've never seen the movie, you know what that's from. Like Hasta La Vista, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, there are a couple others with that too. That maybe I'll bring up uh, after I wait and see what you you mentioned, but. <laughs> Another one, and I know that you're not going to say this is your favorite one, so I'm going to say say it here as kind of like an honorable mention. But it's a part of the movie that sticks out to me a lot, uh, and I think it's partially the delivery, uh, but you just never really forget it, is when Johnny's friend uh, yells at the tournament, get him a body bag. Like, that was mine. <laughs> what? No! Yes. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and that was that line was totally just... Um, ad libbed. Oh, seriously? Yeah, it was all improv. Dude, I no way. Like, I am shocked that that's really the one that you're going for. Like, yeah, I was so that one, that one. The first time I saw this movie, and that guy yelled it, and I just like started laughing. I'm like, calm down, dude. <laughs> wow, uh, I never really guessed it. That's funny. Get him a body bag, and then that laugh. Hmm. Man, I can't. I can't even try to mimic that. <laughs> oh gosh! 
I thought for sure you would have gone with, uh, you know, maybe one of, well, I, I thought you were going to maybe even just say the Mr. Miyagi belt thing was yours or one of his lessons or something. No, I think the get him a body bag is one that always like sticks out to me. Yeah. Or actually, no, this is one, this is uh, another one. I thought that I thought you were going to use sweep the leg. Oh yeah. That's another really popular one. You see on a lot of t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, because I was gonna say you could you could put that you could put sweep the leg, those words on anything, no context, people know exactly what that means. So that that's when you have a good quote and especially short ones like wax on, wax off, four words, sweep the leg, three words. You know yeah. what movie those are from. You will lose. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. You are next. <laughs> you are next. No T. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. So the last one I have, uh, we mentioned music a lot in these movies. So what is your favorite song in the series? Oh, man, you know, I even have said this before. I think you're a little bit more well versed in the uh soundtracks than I am, but I, I really can't get past um the original theme from the karate kid uh, and like basically everything. Uh, well, it seems like, uh, no, I guess they were spread around a little bit. I was going to say, I thought almost everything I was doing for the wards was coming from the first movie, but, uh, I mean, I got to go with the original theme song. Um, you're the best. I, you still hear it all the time. Yeah, I mentioned that I heard it in Kroger one day. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I do. I'm online for a lot of people with like live streams and things like that, and people use that sound bite um, from the chorus a lot, and you see it in video clips, YouTube videos, and stuff like that. So you you can't beat it, man. Yeah, it's a it's a classic for sure, and a great montage song. Mm -hmm. And I love myself. A montage. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why I like the Rocky movies so much. Um, man, I I head down. You're the best as well. I mean, it's obvious. It's probably the most recognizable song. Like as soon as you hear that, you're like, "Oh, Karate Kid." Yeah. Uh, I'll just give a, mention a couple other ones. Uh, man, "Cruel Summer" by Banana Rama. That was a big deal in the '80s. Mm -hmm. And that's I can every time I hear that I always picture Daniel riding his bike with a black eye going to school, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, riding his bike by the buses and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, another one is the song "Young Hearts" by Commuter, and I don't. That's in the first movie, and it's just because the song is like the lyrics are so ridiculous. <laughs> if you guys. If you don't know what I'm talking about, bring up that song and just listen to it. It's 80s in a nutshell because, like, the beat to it is good. And it's just, it sounds, like, so cliche for an 80s song. And the lyrics, like, are pretty much nonsense. Everybody needs to go and check that out now. <laughs> young hearts die young when they're all alone. And there's no turning back now. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last one I'll mention is... Uh, the Peter Cetera song, Glory of Love. 
from Karate Kid 2. That one, it's it's 80s cheese at its best. And every time I hear it on the radio, it makes me laugh. It's like, oh, Karate Kid 2, the most sentimental of all the Karate Kid movies. <laughs> the most romantic of the Karate Kid movies. Uh, it just kind of ridiculous. They really played up like the relationship love story in that movie. Uh, the song still kind of just stands out a little bit because it doesn't really mesh all that great for the second movie. It's almost like how Kiss from a Rose was like the big song from Batman Forever. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You didn't mention... If I'm picking my favorite song, it's going to be You're the Best. Yeah. I feel like that's probably like 95% of people would choose that. But you didn't mention the Cranberries? Yeah. Yeah, but How that's one of those I've only watched the next Karate Kid twice, so I always forget that that song's in the movie. Yeah, I, I totally uh, forgot it when I rewatched it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best part of the movie. And like Karate Kid 3, the only song I remember from it is that Little River Band song at the end that <laughs> listens to your heart. And then it makes me laugh because it's Little River Band, and that was like Will Ferrell's jam and the other guys. <laughs> to get psyched up, you gotta listen to America! The- Got to listen to some LRB. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, gosh. So that is all I have for awards. Yeah, that wraps that up for us, I think, for the Karate Kid movie series. Yeah. um, Do you want to get into Cobra Kai or do you want me to, you know, because I watched the remake. Um... If you, if you want to, uh, you can yeah, spend uh, however many. Yeah. Um, I had like no expectations going into that. And when they came out with that movie, I was like, why are they doing this? <laughs> uh, I will say like the dumbest thing about it. It's called the karate kid. But he doesn't do karate. He does Kung Fu. Oh, my gosh. Because it takes place in China. And like Jackie Chan is his instructor, and Jackie Chan's not a karate man; he's a kung fu artist. True. Um, but I will say, you know, Jaden Smith did a did a pretty good job as like the the quote unquote Daniel character. His name's Dre in it. Basically, like him and his mom moved to China from Detroit because his mom gets a her like her job gets like sourced to China, so she decides to move. Andre out there uh, you know and while he's there he's having a hard time fitting in because it's like the only black kid that speaks English in the entire school and you know he gets picked on by like these kids from a kung fu school and he you know he's getting like beat up and everything and then Mr. Han who's like the Mr. Miyagi character played by Jackie Chan you know saves him and then you know, they enter the they enter a tournament where they're gonna fight. You know, it's similar to the the original, but there's a few things that are changed, so I kind of appreciate that. Uh the training scenes are pretty cool. And you know, I wasn't sure about Jackie Chan when I first heard it announced as the Mr. Miyagi character, but he was awesome in that. Oh, and you know, now that I look back at it, it makes sense because Jackie Chan is the kind of actor you kind of need for that role 
where, you know, obviously martial arts expert does like a lot of amazing stuff in his movies, but at the same time, he's, he can do comedic acting. Oh, for sure. And, you know, he was very good at kind of capturing what, what Paparita did in the original where, you know, he's serious, but he's kind of like a smart aleck and he has a really dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his training techniques are a little bit different, but at the same time, kind of reminiscent of the original movie. Uh, you, you know, if you get a chance, check it out. I I enjoyed it. It's a kind of a long movie. It's like two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I mean, the music is, is kind of dated, but I, man, the music for the original movies is dated too. So it's definitely rooted in like that mid 2000s. <laughs> mid to late 2000s feel nice but yeah a lot of cool scenery a lot of cool training stuff and the fighting is great because you know jaden smith is an athlete yeah i would imagine that pretty athletic things so and you know now he's not really like the best actor but like as a kid he was a pretty good actor you know you kind of saw it in like pursuit of happiness and he's got you can really see like the influence of his dad in him and like some of his body language and his comedic timing mm. and kind of coming off as like a confident kid, maybe a borderline, a little cocky, but still likable at the same time. And I don't mean, get, that's kind of how Will came off and like Fresh Prince and stuff. Don't get cocky. Yeah, I um, I kind of did wonder that. I mean, it was hard to tell from what they had in the trailer for sure if since. Jaden Smith was definitely more of an athlete than um, Ralph Macchio. If yeah. the fighting was going to be a thousand times better, better or anything like that, so yeah, no, that's I mean, interesting you get to see some really cool Jackie Chan fights in, in there too, where yeah, he fights awesome. off like all the kids from the Kung Fu <laughs> group, but he doesn't like he just uses defense against them and uses like their own momentum. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Because you know he doesn't want no trouble. <laughs> leave me alone. Leave. Leave but he uses the kid's alone. jacket. He uses the kid's jacket to like deter them from like attacking him. I don't know. He gets like spoiler. two kids tied up in one jacket. I don't. Not really too much of a spoiler, but just, yeah. I know how much you love Jackie Chan, so you should definitely check it out. Okay, that that's good to know. I'm yeah. I need to watch more of his movies again. So, all right. No, good Good to mention. So, jump into Cobra Kai? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, real quick, if anybody's hanging out here and you have not watched Cobra Kai and you are not interested in spoilers, you might not want to listen to the um, end part of this episode because it might come up. Uh, no, no guarantees that we're going to be spoiler-free. So... Actually, I can think of a couple things that will probably be spoiled, so you're be forewarned. Uh, Oh my gosh, he dies! No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Daniel San dies. (laughs) Mr. Miyagi comes back as a zombie. (laughs) Oh man. Um, So, one thing that I saw that was really interesting because I think we talked about this in one of the reviews, I think it was Karate Kid Part 3. Um, that 
Ralph Macchio was ne- uh, like was kind of done with the Karate Kid. Yeah, he didn't really want to do part three. You could, I think, that actually kind of contributed to my dislike of him in part three because he really came across douchey, and maybe it was partially because of how he felt about the movie. Um, so he was approached to do movies. I think he was approached to, uh, about doing other shows and things like that too. Um, so. Cobra Kai didn't come around. The only reason why he agreed to Cobra Kai was because the emphasis is more on Johnny than it is on Daniel. And so he, uh, I saw something where he said that that is what drew him into it and made him agree to it because it's not solely reliant, dependent on Daniel, where it's more about Johnny. And so Daniel's kind of taking a back seat. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just felt like mentioning that at the beginning because I thought that was kind of cool to see because, yeah, Cobra Kai, uh, I did not, just for context with me, I did not jump into it until probably, you know, I think it was back in December that I started watching it. Maybe it was November to get ready for season three coming out. I think I started yeah. in November and I finished, you know, right after the new season came out. So I was able to watch all three kind of back to back to back. And I, I got to say, like, super impressed. Um, it was kind of nice that I didn't get. Um, I always don't like getting bombarded with, oh, my gosh, this is so good. You have to see <laughs> it. Blah, blah, blah. So since I was so far removed from the first season and when people probably obsessed over it, I was able to go yeah. in with kind of a clear mindset. Well, it's one of those shows because it started off on YouTube Red, mm-hmm. which is like now it's called YouTube Premium. Yeah. And when I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, oh, this looks great because I love Karate Kid, but I wasn't going to pay for YouTube, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just for And that. then once it got added to Netflix, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to watch it. So, like, the first two seasons were on YouTube paid, and then, like, I already had Netflix, so when they added, like, those two seasons, then eventually came out with a third not too long ago, I watched it on there. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, did you have any, I didn't even know what to expect going in. Like, I I really didn't either, and... I was like pleasantly surprised with that first season when I saw that it was focusing more on Johnny and like his struggles, you know, since everything that happened in the original movie mm-hmm. uh, with the tournament and all that kind of stuff. And just like the way he was continuing his life and man, like just watching the three seasons, it really made me like respect the acting ability of William Sapka. Yeah. Like I always thought he was he played a good villain in movies and stuff, but I never realized like wow, he can he can act pretty well cuz he shows like a lot of emotion through the series. Mhm. I agree. You know, and he's funny. And <laughs> you know, he can be be serious and you can like feel any pain or anger that he has as well. So like he emotes very well in the series. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I was pleasant very pleasantly surprised by uh, how it was because I was just like, didn't know what to expect. Um, as some things progressed, uh, there were a few more things that popped up that were uh, not, I don't want to say unrealistic, but kind of 
maybe made my eyes roll a little bit, some of the choices that they made. But, I, I mean, all in all, like, it's kind of like minor nitpicky things more so. I mean, just kind of like some of the dynamic that they have for it being in high school and then, like, oh, I'm going to be trained by you. Oh, I'm going to switch to training by with you and oh, back and forth. And mm. I, But then again, at the same time, I'm kind of like, it is it is high school. So, I mean, that's kind of what high school kids do, do uh, can do where they're very wishy-washy you know, yeah wishy-washy back and forth indecisive so yeah um yeah some some good stuff there some of it was a little bit like for instance this is some that made me uh, roll my eyes um so slight spoiler stuff coming up is just how you know later on the popular kids are hanging out with the unpopular kids and they're like getting in relationships and yeah. oh, you know, warm, happy, fuzzy feelings. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care what happens. It could be the end of the world. And all the popular kids are not going to make peace with the unpopular kids like this. Yeah. And man, a lot of this is reminiscent of like soap operas <laughs> yeah. where they take like normal everyday things that are could be like insignificant in real life and then make them the most serious thing in the world Mm -hmm. where it's like you know their world will end if karate doesn't exist (laughs) it'll ruin their lives and i'm gonna try to kill you because um you know you're in a different karate school than i am and we have beef with each other so i'm gonna try to kill you yeah you betrayed us i'm gonna break your arm (laughs) yeah i'm like what in the world like i have never i mean nothing has ever possessed my mind like entered my mind to go into something with the thought process of breaking someone's bone (laughs) Like, it could be I mean, like Mike Barnes and just wants to let Daniel fall off a cliff because he won't fight him in a karate tournament. True. Now, now it does make it something that makes more sense to me would be like, hey, I took your rope. Ha ha. You're stuck down there. Not necessarily thinking of the end where you're probably going to die because who knows who you're out here. Yeah. That makes a little bit more sense to me than being there and being like, hey, I'm calling you out. You need to come out here and help your friend. Otherwise, I'm going to break their arm. And then they actually break it. <laughs> I'm like what? Like wow! His arm. I know high school's twisted, but dang, that is dark twisted. Yeah, and um, man, I mean, before I guess we get too far, you know, there's a lot of recurring characters, and there's new characters. Um, I mean, obviously the recurring ones you get Daniel and Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what we start off with in the first season, and we get to see Daniel's family, his wife, and his daughter. And a son that never returns. You notice that? Uh, he returned. He had a son in like the first season. He was there a little bit in the second season, but I never saw him once in the third season. Uh, wasn't he in the third? I thought he showed up in the third season and it was a different kid. Oh, I don't know. Like he took a season. I think he took season two off and then he came back in season three and he was like a different kid. Oh, uh, I guess I didn't pay too close attention because they don't really focus on him at all. Yeah, no, and it's funny too because uh, 
Daniel LaRusso doesn't really care about. I mean, like they show that he kind of cares, but he's all about his daughter. Oh yeah, because she's a lot like him. Yeah. Or, you know, she's the one that learned karate and everything from him. So that's more of his focus. Uh, you know, and Johnny has a son too, Robbie, who's like his estranged son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of comes along there at the probably halfway through the first season. And he actually gets trained by Daniel. And, you know, not to give like too much spoilers, but like he fights in the tournament at the end of the first season. Yeah. And I thought that was great. That tournament was great. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was it is, the it highlight is really, of the first season, I'd say. Yeah, it is really funny, though, that for it being the All-Valley Tournament, it's really small. <laughs> yeah. And this is in Los Angeles, <laughs> the second largest city in America. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure if they had a karate tournament that had any scale to it in the region that i live in they would have at least that many and yeah that's what i was gonna say like what is this like the the saginaw valley karate tournament (laughs) (laughs) exactly all the karate all the karate students from saginaw bay city and midland (laughs) that would probably equal up to what was in this tournament yeah no kidding so yeah so um this definitely going to lead into a spoiler. Who who was your favorite? I, I feel like, and you may have to correct me, there are four main people outside of, uh, no, five, I guess, outside of Daniel and Johnny. Five main people who reappear from the original movies. Who... Like, do you have a favorite? Do you have one that surprised you the most? So the, you mean like the five recurring from the original, like from the original movies? Because you've got Daniel's mom, you've got Kumiko, you've got Ali, John Kreese, and Chosen. Am I missing anyone? Yeah, um, yeah, Johnny's friends, the original Cobra Kai guys. Oh yeah, all of them showed up except for Steve McQueen's son. Yeah, Chad McQueen. Chaz? He, re- he refused to do it. Schmuck. But. Yeah. So, yeah. So, out of those five, like, was there one that you liked the most or one that surprised you? Well, I guess, in general, what were your reactions to being able to see them? I think the most surprising ones were, like, the original guys that were part of Cobra Kai that came back. Um, you know, the one that had cancer. Like, he had cancer in real life and passed away. Yeah, I saw that they had that. Um, and I believe he of... wasn't he the get him a body bag guy. I think so. I was trying I'm to pretty pick sure up on he that. was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that's the most surprising. I guess I really wasn't expecting Daniel's mom to come back either. Um, but I'd say like my favorite. I mean, obviously it's John Kreese, Martin Cove come back as John Kreese. Yeah. Just and you know, I mentioned this when we did the movies that I feel like his acting in the Cobra Kai series is like leaps and bounds better than it was in the original movies. And like I thought he was great in the first movie. Yeah, he was cheesy in part three. 
Oh, for sure. And then, I mean, part two, he just kind of had that small part at the beginning of it. But he is, like, almost diabolical in Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, gotta hate him so much. Yeah. And, yeah, he's just so good in this in this show. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I kind of forgot, because uh, I didn't even mention them, about the uh, Cobra guys, uh, Kai guys returning. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite uh, returns was ch- uh, chosen because of the funny dynamic that they played off of that. Yeah, um, that that was good, and that was just kind of like entertaining. And it was like some of that training stuff, you know, some of that karate, you know, throwback to original Karate Kid stuff. That was really great. How about the um, return of the the young girl that Daniel saved from the bell tower? Yeah, that was the actual actress. Did you know that? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I I, I kind of didn't include her because I was just like it was such a small part. But. Oh yeah, it's just kind of cool that they brought her back just for that small spot. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, um impactful one was Allie. Yeah, because I think originally she didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. and you know they weren't even sure that they were going to be able to get her at the end of season two. But then once it got picked up by Netflix, I think that made her realize, you know, this is maybe a big deal. Yeah. So, you know, why not? I'll come back and do it. And they, yeah, they got Elizabeth Shue to come back and reprise the role for the show. Yeah, that, that was great. I think that one was a big one. Like if you had to say which in list of importance, I would say John Kreese was the first important one to get. And then Allie was the next important because she kind of had a pivotal thing. And I think it set up for how season three ended was because of her involvement. But yeah, I, um, it was fun to see that. And I, I've said this before and this just kind of leans into it. Like, I have I enjoy the character of Johnny more than I do Daniel. Like overall, yeah. from the whole thing, from the show and the movies. Like the the original movie, Daniel. Okay, cool, got it. But like after that, it's just like I kind of get more and more annoyed with him through the movies. In the TV, in Cobra Kai, not not too bad, but he does. He and uh, they do. I honestly believe they do it purposely and, and everything. But like he the personality that he takes on and everything is just annoying and obnoxious to me. And you see it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just kind of like, and th- like I said, I believe they're purposely doing this. I don't know if it's just my own take and everything, but like Johnny's grown and Daniel had, uh, I mean, which is ironic cause they, uh, allude to at the beginning like johnny had the money at the beginning and should have had anything and everything that i wanted but then life took a turn for the worse daniel had nothing but he had like the strong relationships and everything and things took off for him but Mm -hmm. then like i feel like he's still the douchey kid from the 80s (laughs) yeah pretty much and and johnny is still kind of like a high school jock yeah he's he's one of those guys that like um peaked in high school yeah but he but he grows like you see it you see him uh rise you see him fall you see these different things i was really glad um 
when he had to make a decision between two individuals that he made the decision that he did. Yeah. Uh, not to specifically call that out, but I was kind of ruined for him to make a good choice with that. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, like, I just... Then going back and thinking about the original uh, Karate Kid, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a Johnny fan. You know, <laughs> like, Daniel kind of sucks sometimes a lot of you're gonna, you gonna start watching the iron eagle a whole bunch <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and, then and i love like how johnny like all of his favorite stuff is like from that time you know i mentioned he watched iron eagle a whole bunch and there's one episode where he's wearing a zebra shirt like the metal band zebra which <laughs> is like i i remember texting craig about it because you know craig watched karate kid quite a bit too and I told him, you know, it's really cool that they paid, they gave like that much love from things from that era that Johnny's wearing a zebra shirt and not just like the cliche, like Def Leppard or Guns N' Roses or something like that. Because the amount of people that are going to understand even what the heck zebra is, <laughs> is pretty slim. Yeah, that that got past me. So yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, is he wearing a zebra shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just they they really honestly did a fantastic job with it. I mean, like it's there are no perfect movies. There are no perfect shows. There are things definitely that I can nitpick about. And we haven't even talked about the main content of the show, which is actually like the kids. Yeah, the next generation of karate kids. Well, I guess I mean they're they're kind of like a side story to it. What this show is, it's a love letter to the people that love like the original series. Uh, so this is like a show that you know preteens could watch with their parents mm-hmm. because their parents are going to appreciate the old characters and like all the references to stuff from that time while the preteens are going to enjoy like the teenage drama and all the stuff going on like with, with, with the kids in the show. Yeah. So it's really like, you know, kind of like a family show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of the kids in it are pretty good. Some of them are like a little annoying. I don't know what it is about that Hawk guy, but I just want to punch him in the face. Like he's just obnoxious. Like, no, not Hawk. <laughs> Yeah, he just Dude. drives me nuts. I'm like, that kid is just annoying. Man, I mean, like, okay, like, most of the time, I enjoy the hot character. There are a couple that, uh, a couple times, uh, well, I mean, obviously, when he kind of, like, changes his attitude. But, you yeah. know, he uh, he comes back around and everything. Man, you know, man, like, when, when he started getting <laughs> annoying, I got disappointed, but he came back around and, so just a hater. <laughs> um, another one that kind of gets under my skin is I can't even think of his name right now, but like the dorky kid that has like the super popular girlfriend in the third season. Dimitri. Dimitri. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a little annoying sometimes, but you know who he reminds me of? Steve. No. Oh. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Like jurors, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Steve no one else is going to get that, but but Caleb and I. But I just like looks Steve wise, kind of reminds me. Oh, 
Steve Wyshynski. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not to give his last name, but no one will be able to spell that anyway. So yeah, good luck. But I think that's how you say it. But whatever. Um, I don't know. Just something about him. Like he's one of those kids that's just like he's awkward and weird, but he's also like strangely confident at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes that can be kind of annoying. It just mm-hmm. you know, in real life, that can be annoying. Uh, Daniel's daughter in like the first two seasons is kind of shallow, I guess, <laughs> and not yeah. really like the best like fledged out character. But like in the third season, they really bring her around, and she has like more emotion. Yeah. Um. What? Uh... The character that honestly kind of bothers me, like bugs me the most, is Robbie. <laughs> yeah, and I would say he's probably the worst actor of the bunch. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's not terrible, but he's definitely at the bottom of the performance list. But a, a p- part of this, too, comes into play, not his acting performance, but just kind of like how his character bugs me is because of how he's written. But just like the back and forth, the indecisiveness and this. And then he's like, oh, I hate my dad. And then, oh, I mean, I, I love you, Daniel LaRusso. You're awesome. And then, oh, I'm Cobra Kai, like straight up. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, what? The, no. Okay. I know there's some back and forth, but he is like all over the place. Yeah. And then, you know, it's to mention, if we haven't mentioned it earlier, Robbie is Johnny's like a strange son. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that character is not greatly written. And yeah, he, he could be kind of annoying at times. I, I can say that my favorite character of the kids is Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of Johnny kind of takes him under his wing. And, you know, that's kind of like the reversal thing where Johnny be, almost becomes the Mr. Miyagi while Miguel's like the Daniel. Yeah. And he. <laughs> And he sucks at being Mr. Miyagi sometimes. Oh, yeah, because he's a complete <laughs> jerk. Like, his heart's in a good place, but he just, he can't help from being just that jerk. Yeah, but <laughs> it's so... being Zabka. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, though, because, like, some of the stuff, like, you know, makes sense where he's just, like, uh, where, especially when he starts the karate classes, uh, Miguel's just like, I think you need to be nice to them. He's like, I'm not going to be nice to you guys. Is the world nice to you? He's like, No. You gotta know how to like stand up for yourself and blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, it's he he takes a little bit too far sometimes, but I mean like it's it's well put, you know. You you get what's going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. One, uh, I think we might be kind of winding down here, but one thing that I had to mention, I I gotta mention an over the top moment, over the top. <laughs> Yeah, you got to do it every episode. There's always got to be one over the top moment. <laughs> and th- while there are several throughout these three seasons, I think the over the top moment for me was in season three when one of the <laughs> one of the kids got thrown through Daniel's window. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, oh, come on. Uh, dude, it's like in some of the fighting things too, like they extend it out, which is cool. I mean, it's, it's fun. It makes it, uh, adds the entertainment factor, but it's just like, dude, one of those solid punches lands that kid's not getting up. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. Just what? 
<laughs> and they're just like beating down and going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, some like the fight scenes, it's like sometimes it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'll say there's another part in the series too where Tori, like Sam's rival and Cobra Kai, has like that claw that she uses or like she uses like the the spiked bracelet and like cuts her up with it like okay calm down bro (laughs) and she's like totally an unhinged character too yeah this is in prison put your uh put your shank away (laughs) it's not eye for an eye prison rules here So, yeah, no, but I mean, like, I'm excited for it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much more than I was expecting to. So, yeah. You want to kind of talk about where we think season four is going to go? Like, touch on that real quick. Um, Yeah, if you want to uh, spearhead that one, I think you yeah. might have more thoughts on that than I do. So, they have, like... Um, you know, John Kreese is like in charge of Cobra Kai and then uh, Daniel and Johnny team together like all their students decide to form Eagle Fang <laughs> Eagle Fang Karate <laughs> and Miyagi-Do Karate go together to try to take out Cobra Kai because the deal is that if um Cobra Kai loses, then they have to disband and John Kreese has to leave. We kind of see like the final scene of, you know, Johnny and Daniel getting together and agreeing to work together because, you know, th- their two styles really complement each other, you know, because Johnny's mostly offense, Daniel's like almost solely defense. Uh, and then we get, you know, we get a lot of flashbacks of, of John Kreese, which is awesome in season three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end he makes a phone call and he's asking for help and they show him like looking at a picture and one of them is obviously Terry silver. So it will be interesting if they bring that character back and or Mike Barnes, because I heard that the, the actor that played Mike Barnes has showed interest in coming back and reprising his role, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Look, <clears throat> looking at the picture, you definitely have to think it's going to be Terry silver. But as you, because I think we talked about before we started recording, you said that he's not no longer acting, right? Yeah. That um, Thomas Ian Griffith has retired from acting and he actually, I'm not sure when he said it. I don't know if it's like in the first two seasons that he said he declined coming back. Yeah. But from the way they set up um, season four and in, in season three, it seems like they're going to bring that character back. And I, I hope if they do, they get the original guy and they don't just get like somebody else to play him. Yeah, I, I would kind of like that. But honestly, at this point, and I've seen some pictures of him, I, I don't know how recent it is, but he doesn't really look that familiar anymore. Like, some of these characters, you, you put them on screen and you're like, oh, you know, oh, that's Allie. That's easy. Yeah, because um, she looks the same. She hasn't aged. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, you know, hasn't aged. Johnny, you can still tell is Johnny. John Kreese, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Chosen, like if you saw a Chosen in another movie, 
you might not have been able to pick out that he was from the Karate Kid Part Two. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So honestly, if they replaced him, people might not notice. I, I think it'd be cool to have the original people too, but we'll, it'll be interesting and to see. So, um, you know who? What I really think needs to happen sometime before the end of the show mm. is that even if it's just with a cameo. Hillary Swank needs to show up. <laughs> she really does. Even if it's like a funny thing, kind of like what they did in Dodgeball, where Chuck Norris was a, was a judge and they made Hillary Swank a judge for the tournament. Like they didn't even yeah. address her. She's just like there and you take notice of it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, or if, you know, they interview Daniel and be like, were you. Or say something like, you are Mr. Miyagi's only student. And he'd be like, well, there was another. <laughs> and, you know, they <laughs> like mentioned her in passing. Would be kind of funny. But I could, I could actually see Hillary Swank doing like something small with that. Because she doesn't seem like ashamed that she was in that movie. Yeah, dude. Like you she know... actually seems like rather proud of herself that she was able to do like the physical parts of it. Yeah. And she has like no problem talking about it. She's done interviews about it. Dude, you know what that totally made me think of when you said uh, Daniel was like, no, there's another. Yeah. Is uh, Star Wars and Yoda. <laughs> no, there's another. Oh, well, Mr. Miyagi is pretty much Yoda. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah, no, I. um, Oh, gosh, she's going to come back in season five and she's going to create her own dojo. Oh, my gosh. And rival Eagle Fang. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna be called like Hawk Karate or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just gonna um Angel Hawk dance to they're gonna do a bunch of kata to the cranberries. Yeah, and catch arrows with their hands and <laughs> and one up. of the kids dies trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, um, this isn't the best training method. Yeah. Wasn't uh the hawk's name Angel? Yes. Angel Hawk Dojo. Angel Hawk totally sounds like it'd be an 80s hair band. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Uh, That's awesome. I don't know if they would use Hawk, though, because that's already Hawk's name in the show. Anyways. Uh, Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know how far they're going to go. Honestly, when they started and I watched the first season, I thought they were going to use the tournament as the uh, um, finale for every season. Like, oh, a year has passed. Now here's another tournament. You know, what's going to happen? Yeah. Because I could totally have seen them. Uh, but then that would move to pretty fast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. It's good so far. And, yeah, who knows who for sure is going to be coming back. So, Yeah, I really look forward to season four. Yeah, I have not heard any time frame with that. But anything else to mention with the uh, show as a whole or? I don't think so. Just, yeah, I look forward to season four and see if any other characters come back. Yeah, definitely recommended. Uh, Rating for the show? For Cobra Kai? Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know. I enjoy it a lot. And I always get excited when... I got excited when season three came on, so I'll give it a five. 
rock. Yeah, I definitely um, went with uh, five out of five. Like I, you could recommend this to a lot of people, and I think people uh, a lot of people would enjoy it because even though you know Cobra Kai centered around karate and everything, there's a lot of different elements to it. So yeah, um, obviously some people get it uh, into it more than others, but uh, I've seen some when season three came out. I saw a lot of people posting about it that I didn't realize were into it at all. So. Yeah, it's on Netflix, easily available. So if you haven't checked it out and you like the Karate Kid series, as we said, you probably, you're going to watch it, probably going to want to have at least seen Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part 2, maybe even Part 3. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. But anything else, man, or are we good? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, be on the lookout, everybody, as the uh, Karate Kid-themed shirts will be hitting. Uh, we'll be posting on Facebook and our social media here soon. Uh, you guys can check our Redbubble, uh, where we've got lots of designs, uh, mostly from Brandon, some really cool stuff, movie-themed and otherwise. Uh, but, yeah, we appreciate you hanging out with us this week. And, as always, be kind. Rewind.